Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. It says in God's Word, Godly sorrow produces repentance. Maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus yet. I'm telling you, there's sin in your life, and it's going to get you. It's going to get you. Like, if you don't tell somebody about that thing we found in your health, if you don't tell them, it's going to get them. Mm. You have to tell them. So now that we've told you, that sorrow, now he says, godly sorrow produces repentance, which leads to salvation. Friends, we want you to be saved, and some of you are not ready to hear it. You don't think there's anything wrong, but we're trying to tell you there is something wrong. We pray that maybe you're starting to look at your life and saying, maybe that's what all this crazy stuff is. Maybe I really didn't give my life to the Lord, and I thought I did. We're here to tell you, even though what we're telling you makes you feel bad. Ray, you just called me a sinner. Yeah, I'm one too. Join the club. We're here to tell you that there's something in your life that needs to be fixed that you need to repent of. You need to stop doing this and start doing that. Even to be participatory, right? So, I mean, I think if we're going to go back to my clinical side of this, it's rare that I'm in a holistic setting being the one who has very big big news. But that doesn't mean I don't participate when someone comes in with that big news. Right. Nor would I want to, and I don't think you're saying this either, but nor would I want to claim that because of unrepentance, they have this grave diagnosis because that may not be the same. Sure. But I do think that pride and habits can play into a particular situation where if if you could, or we can just say illness or symptom, that if you would want to, if if you choose to lay those down, so if you choose to lay down some of those things that are keeping you close, sorry, far away from the Lord, it's, why is it so hard to see that that's, it's life giving? If we laid those down, that you could participate more. Like joy is not circumstantial, right? So I would say that when I'm giving, when things that become hard for me is definitely trying to teach people that I, I'm seeing, maybe through functional blood work or maybe through our accountability. If I'm seeing them monthly, that you know, I I don't know that we've. You want change, but you're you're only following the plan fifty percent, right? I'm sort of doing it, yeah. but not all the way. Well, also, I was thinking it was going back to uh, my sister-in-law and I had an interesting conversation. And I think one of the biggest hurdles was it's hard to admit you're broken mm-hmm. and that you needed to be repaired. I know I had a hard time. I'm like, Lord, why, you know, and finally the Lord said, to, had to tell me. It's okay to be broken. It is. Because right. now we can move forward. Now we can really move forward. And I forward. have to help yeah. her understand it's, oh, it's not wrong to be broken. Repentance and sin, that's wrong. I'm talking about broken in, in our nutritional way. We are broken and we have to 
figure out what was broken and then work a plan to fix it. Let me add this in here. Um, bad it health. Goes back to pride. Mm-hmm, bad yeah. health. Bad health does not mean you're not saved. We're right. not. We're not saying that. We're not saying if you have problems that you're not a Christian. We're not saying that. We're saying that if you're suffering in some kind of way, there's something in there that's designed to get you to look back to God closer than what you were. Godly sorrow produces repentance, which leads to salvation. Okay, friends, I'm a believer. I've given my life to Jesus according to God's word. I am saved. I still have problems. And every time I have a problem that hurts, it makes me fine-tune my view on God. God, okay, what did I do? It's like when David said, Lord, search me out. David was a saved. He was a covenant man. And he said, hey, God, search me out. And you find any wicked way in me, show me what it is so we can get this done, taken taken care of. Uh, David had experience in wickedness, too, though. Yes, he did. He he certainly did. (laughs) But at this point, he was in a the the verse I read. He didn't know what was wrong. He knew something was wrong, but he didn't know what it was. He needed an examination. Friends, what we're trying to say is you can be as saved as anything. You gave your life to Jesus and you're wondering why you're having such trouble. There is a point to it. It is designed to get you to not just say, well, I'm saved. Okay, great. Glad you are. But now walk closer with yeah. God. Continue to Get abide. a little closer mm-hmm. than you were. Okay, godly sorrow is going to come in that's going to cause you to turn around so that you can get closer to Lord God. Now, if you're saved, great. If you're having trouble, okay, let the Lord examine you. Let him tell you, okay, we found something, and we got to be real about it. And you're like, well, yeah, but I'm, but, but I'm saved. Okay, but the Lord could be saying to you, but you're not quite walking as close with me as I want you to. Right. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are not saved, you're not a Christian, and you're contemplating it, the pains in your life, the things going on, give it to the Lord Jesus. I've always said, if you hate your life, give it to Jesus. He'll give you a new one. Give it to him. Let him take over and see where he takes you. This is saved and unsaved. You're never done until you're taken off this earth. Right. Okay. We all have problems. <laughs> Some people get stuck on that saved or unsaved, though. I think yeah. that that's so. And then they might keep themselves at a distance because right. of unworthiness. When the Lord wants like, to yeah, draw I'm not you perfect. in. The I'm Lord not, wants know? to draw you closer. Yes, yeah, we're unworthy. Right. I'm as unworthy as it gets. Right. But the Lord is trying to draw you into a closer fellowship with him. And because you won't come to him the way he wants or you don't know how to he's going to throw little roadblocks in front of your way that hurt a little bit so you go okay that going that way is the wrong way mm-hmm. that's what we're saying we're asking you friends that when when we examine you in light of god's word or like we're saying in light of the medical standard uh however that standard is of the industry there that we can make an evaluation that what you're doing over here is not good and it doesn't mean you're a terrible person it just means, hey, there's a little better we need to do. Well, so, but sometimes our sin does cause our illness because that's what it I can. really think it what happened can. is years ago I had a, a, a supervisor that caused me so much stress and so much anxiety. I ruined my gut and I didn't trust stress. the Lord. I didn't go to the Lord about it. I didn't pray right. So I, he had to teach me one. He had to teach me how to pray. Then he had to start making me make changes. Then he said, you don't have self-control because I was always anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they call it functioning anxiety. And I realized one day the Lord's like, hey, that's that's you. But I had to get sick. His timing. Yeah, his, his timing. timing. Yes, his timing. Because I had to get sick and go through it before he goes, are you going to listen to me now? Friends, the Lord is always going to push you to a higher walk with him, a closer walk with him all the time. Right. It's going to get ever closer, ever more uh, important. And we don't understand how to get there. He's constantly showing us what we need to do. Now, I want to read Revelation 2, verse 5. 
says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. It's like, if you don't repent and get right, I'm going to, you're going to get pops. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what we called it in grade school. He got pops. Yeah. So, um, you know, Dr. Amber, I'm sure there are times when you advise people to take a certain direction and you give them a plan of action for their health and they just won't do it. But like you said, 50%. uh, Well, you know, I'm sort of doing it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that do that medically uh, for, for their body. There's a lot of people that do that in the Christian walk. Well, I'm sort of doing it. I'm in the church half the time. I read the Bible once. I, I, I read a verse of the Bible once a year. Uh, I just I, met a guy this last week and he yeah. said to me, because we're recording this on a Monday. So yesterday was Sunday. And he said, he was telling me he just got back from church. I'm good for a week. Oh, and I gosh. Thought, good no, for a week. No. <laughs> no, not how it works. You, you know. Don't you have some days where you might not even be good for five minutes? Exactly. Thank you. I'll tell <laughs> you something. You. I'll tell you something. I've gone scuba diving, and I vowed never to go scuba diving through a cave. The whole group I was went with, they went into a cave, and I had to go with them. So I'm in this place that's scary, okay? I'm in a cave. There's fish hiding in cracks looking at me going, what in the world is that? I'm not from that world, right? I'm not supposed to be there. I had to take part of my world with me. It's called a tank of air. It was, that's part of my world, and it sustains me. If my tank was to go out right then, I'd be gone. Mm. Now, I have my dive buddy with me. I could grab the octopus off of him, and I could I could breathe off of that. But if that tank was gone, I'm gone. And you have to have part of your world with you all the time. You have to breathe all the time. I couldn't go to a church and be in there one day and say, I'm good for the rest of the week. You've got to breathe all week, guys. Yeah, right. Exactly. You need air. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, not just Sunday. You Mm -hmm. need to breathe. I I can't give you all the air you need just on one hour in a Sunday. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to breathe yourself. Get in. Get all the way in and commit to this. Anna, let's make it really, really fun, okay? Okay. What if I was to tell you (laughs) I'm committed to you because I'm married to you, and I'll be home Sunday. But Monday through Saturday, I've got some other gals I'm going to go play with through the week. But if I see you Sunday, that's that's sort of doing it, right? I'd stab you. You'd stab me. <laughs> Elaborate on what that means. <laughs> I wouldn't let you go. I mean, if I'm, if I'm really committed to you, you might, even though you, and this is how the Lord works. If it, that was the scenario and you weren't as committed to me, but I'm very committed to you, I'm going to do whatever I can to stop you. From going to go out there with somebody else. You're going to administer godly yeah. sorrow, yes. aren't you? Yes. This because is going to cause me to repent. And right. I am not going to lose you. Friends, what I'm trying to say is, well, you're going to commit to something. You commit to the Lord Jesus. You better be all in. I mean all the way in. And he will help you what all the way That's, in means. Yeah. If you have somebody with a health problem and you say, here's what we need to do. And they're like, well, I'm sort of doing it. Yeah. It's just, you know it's just frustrating now? because I wa- mostly because. Like, please hear me. I want that so badly for all of my patients. This is a calling for me. Yes. Like, it is something that is an extension of myself. And it's not because I want the credit to be right. It's not because I need you to do what I say. It is because, to go back all the way to the beginning, anecdotally and through training and from mentorship, a lot of what can be There's so many things that you can walk into in a health situation that if you walked into and you were not born with it, what do you think that means? 
you can really usually almost always walk out. Right. I did not claim 100%. You didn't hear that. But there's a lot that you can turn around. The farther you go in, the harder it is to turn around. Thank you for that. Romans 2 verse 5 says, But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are storing up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. He's saying, look, I'm trying to I'm trying to help you here, but your refusal to repent means you're storing up more trouble for yourself by not listening. And I'm glad what you said, Dr. Amber, you said, I want this so badly for you. Friends, God wants this so badly for you. All right. He gave you a way out. He gave you Jesus Christ. You, we're not good enough. He is. Mm. He's not telling you to figure it out. He's saying, I've got it figured out. Just do what I tell you. But by not listening, you're storing up more trouble for yourself. And the Lord is saying, I want this so badly for you. And he's also saying, this is an extension of myself. He's saying, I'm trying to put myself into you directly if you would just listen. Thank you for that parallel. I heard that and I started writing down so quick. It's an extension of himself. As a matter of fact, he sent himself as his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. He says, I want this so bad for you, I'm willing to come and do it myself. He didn't contract the death out to someone else. He didn't tell you to go to the cross. He did it himself because he wants eternal life for you so bad. Would you listen? Don't be that guy that goes into the doctor, well, here's what we need to do. No, I'm I'm going to do only part of it and expect things to get better, and it's not. God has a way forward. I had a doctor tell me about seven years ago, said, if you don't turn this around now, (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. It's a big word, now. Yes, if you don't change this now, within seven years, you're going to be diabetic. And I heard that, I thought, me, diabetic? What? I've never been diabetic. So I had to make a change. I had to make a big change, and I had to completely change my diet. I increased my water intake. I stopped eating certain things. I'd drink water all day long. Flush out, right? So I lost 70 pounds and what all. And so now here we are seven years later, and I come to see you, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, you wanted a blood test. Now, I'm remembering that blood test I had seven years ago. You're about to be a diabetic. Now, if I recall your words, you said my blood work was perfect. How, I mean, do, do you remember there were like, you said there were I markers. Do, I do. Yes, yes. There yes. were markers that usually people are above and below, but I bullseye them, all of them or yes, something like that. Yes, so your like cholesterol that. ratio was perfect. Like, you're welcome. You had, yeah, you had that. <laughs> Which, so you're referencing diabetes, but anyways, with functional blood panels, um, even if you're looking for, a pre-existing condition or something that a patient like you had professed, okay, seven years ago, my markers were showing I was trending in this direction. Regardless, a lot of them have uh, longevity markers. So the first thing I scan for, because we really want our patients to age gracefully. And like I said before, you know, we think you walked into something. Please let us help you walk out. Mm-hmm. Even 50% mm-hmm. out. Even you're going to, oh, you know. Um, if and, you walked into something, please let us help you walk out. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing ministry for. Mm-hmm. Please continue. And so I, I, I don't know that I actually remembered that you had blood work seven years prior that you, no, I don't so think that you was knew a, it at the time. a very good victory for you. You didn't know to, that at the time. Yes. Because I do remember being very 
satisfied with your blood work. In fact, I don't think that your hemoglobin A1C had any. I, I'm pretty sure you were. You just told him normal. He, I don't but think you just told him like, to watch his carbs, and he's got to donate blood. That's all you said. Yeah, and so, but you were saying it was good blood. Yeah, and, and I you made changes. I was thinking seven years ago from it was not good blood. But what if you wouldn't have made changes? Yeah. What if I had not made changes? Where would I be today? Right, insulin. I would be diabetic, and I'd be having who knows what else. I okay. think that would apply to. I mean, so you remember at the beginning of our conversation, you were talking about how there's certain markers, like there's yeah. things that you can objectively see, and to me, that's an absolute truth. But gosh, we do not live in a time frame where people want to believe there are absolute truths. You know, this uh, past Sunday, I played bass guitar with uh, my guitarist, and uh, he said, I want you to practice on the sharps. Instead of hitting a C and a D, I want you to hit C sharp, D sharp. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So I went home and practiced, and we played Sunday in all sharps. Everything was all sharps. The paper said C and D, but I had to hit C sharp, D sharp. And we played, and it was wonderful, and it fit him because he couldn't sing low enough. I needed to come up a little bit to a sharp so he could get a little more in his range. And he could tell I practiced. He could tell I put in the time. Now, if I didn't put in the time, I would have struggled in hitting those sharps, and he would have known. Friends, if you're saying, well, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, and I walk with Jesus, and you're not putting it into discipline, (laughs) let me tell you something. We know, and we're not buying it. You said, too, in that way that. Because you were trying to fine tune your, let's just say character, although of course this was how you were playing. Sure. You affected somebody else. So that's true. Yes. But maybe not directly, but indirectly because you did something better. He did something better. And then here we are full circle to needing community. You can't do this alone. You cannot. And what you're talking about is called a sphere of influence. You have a sphere of influence everywhere you walk. There's a bubble that exceeds beyond you but that bubble follows you everywhere you go and you're in the center of it and you may walk past person x in the airport your influence is going to affect them in some way or another if you're at the grocery store and you're in a long line however you're handling that long line is going to affect other people if you're mad and you're upset well this line taking forever or or this soup is too salty in this restaurant you you're the people at the next table or in the line behind you you're going to affect them Mm -hmm. so how's your health guys How's your health? How's your spiritual health? You, well, it's my life. I can do what I want to. It's, it's only me. No, it's not just you. Mm-mm. You affect other people. It's always easier to see the other person, too. Like, yes. you're not going to notice you're the jerk in the grocery the line, the line, but you're surely going to notice it the next time you go, <laughs> yes. the, fr- the person in front of you is like yeah. pitching a fit. Exactly. Well, that's like uh, one of my colleagues later told me, um, is she goes, Anna, you just, she goes, I was really worried about you. You were so gray. You were just so gray. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me that at that? You didn't think to, I don't know, maybe let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have let me know. Like, hey, I'm noticing that you look really gray. You might want to look at that. <laughs> you know, but no, it wasn't until after yeah. I started doing all the changes. She goes, oh, by the way. And I'm like, so I think we're like you've been talking about our societies teaches us to be not only does our t- society teach us to be by ourselves and alone, but our t- society teaches us that don't say anything. Right. Protect the shut. other person's yeah, pr- feelings. Yeah. Protect the other. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's what it's all about today. Protecting other people's feelings. How do they feel? Don't make them feel bad. I'm like, you know what? And that's not to say you don't need grace and mercy. Right. I mean, so. But sometimes you got to have sometimes, tough love. Yes. Sometimes you have to mercifully say maybe that's not right. no, say gracefully it gracefully yeah. say yes. it say yeah. the hard thing like cloaked in love the doctor yeah. found something and he's telling you because he loves you yeah he's telling you because he cares 
or maybe he says, I'll let, leave it up to a family member and you've got to go tell your mom or dad, hey, they found this thing. You're not telling them to hurt them. You're telling them because you have to. You have to well, the Lord change. disciplines yeah. us because he loves us. And right. that's something that I think can. I don't some people don't grasp that or understand right. that very well. Discipline, they think it's more like, oh, God must hate me. No, 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 no. 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 It's the exact disciple opposite. is the root word of yes. discipline. We need to always remember that I'm a disciple of Jesus and then God disciplines and you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Realize what this word is. Now, Acts three, verse 19 says, repent. That means turn around, cut it out. Stop doing what you were doing. Stop doing this. Start doing that. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing mm-hmm. may come from the Good presence word. of mm-hmm. the Lord. Exactly. Oh, gosh, I need refreshing. Absolutely. I need refreshing. But I'm going to have to stop doing some things, and I'm going to have to start doing other things. Dr. Amber is telling me, here, you need to start doing this and start doing this. And it's not my place to get offended and go, who are you to tell me what I should be doing? Who are you to tell me how to live my yeah, life? Yeah, you weren't too happy to give up the brisket, right? That one, de- that the meat on the detox. No, we did that <laughs> detox. I'm like, you're telling a fifth generation Texan he can't have meat. <laughs> but oh, he did it, guys. But I yes. did it and I detoxed. Okay, now I'm I eating brisket be, again, though. I will say, though, though on my, the other night, I'm like, I want to go back to vegetables. It was so much easier. <laughs> I didn't have to figure out how to, you just throw the vegetables in a pan and you're good. <laughs> Ray told me, though, and I said, I think I made a comment and maybe one of y'all's yeah. joint visits where I said, you know, I, I've been detoxing for so many years that I really don't miss the meat anymore. And he said, well, that's because you haven't had my brisket. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's Absolutely. True. That's true. If you've had my brisket, you'll be saying, I'll tell <laughs> exactly. you what, it's a whole new world over there now. So physically speaking, I repented of my old habits. I turned from doing the things that were damaging me. That was even before I lost the 70 pounds. And now my health has been refreshed the blood tests have proved it Mm -hmm. other people are now able to see it it's not just me telling you i feel fine so i'm fine you have evidence in your hands that says i i see it i believe you're telling me that you made the change friends there's a lot of you out there that are saying you're this christian i i pray you are but you haven't changed anything you're still living the way you used to be and when people look at you they're not seeing it we have got to show people who Jesus is and how you behave. We'll show them one way or another. So I've been refreshed. My blood work proves that. I'm so glad. Your website is justlivewell.com. You know, I could have named the podcast that. Just Live Well. Welcome to Just Live Well with Ray Jensen. <laughs> That's what we're trying to tell you. We just want you to live well, guys. So if you're in um, the League City area, I believe it is. Yep. I, I live yep. in Alvin and then uh, Southeast Houston area. You go to justlivewell.com. And you could go see Dr. Amber, and she'll be real with you. And she's mm-hmm. a believer. And uh, if, you, if you've got problems, don't be afraid to confess it. Confession's where it starts. And when you hear what she tells you, she's coming from a standard that she has learned, not just experientially, but also with wisdom now involved in, in that, that she could tell you things to stop doing this, start doing that. Same with me as a pastor. We got things we can tell you from the standard of God's word. Stop doing this. Start doing that, because if you refuse to listen to that, you're just storing up more trouble for yourself. We just want you to live well. And build that relationship with the Lord, because um, I'm, I know you can attest, when I first started talking to you, you had to really like pull things out of me, because I didn't want to talk about what was going on. I just barely gave. But now I can just sit down there and go, okay, hey, this is what's going on this last week. Thank 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.